Hi, welcome to Dry Jan Plan. Uh, these are very short episodes to help you get through dry January. I've, uh, in the past, have you found yourself white knuckling it and using willpower and maybe caving in and having that drink? So I've put this series together for the whole month of January just to give you some tips and skills and techniques and some expert advice. I've been alcohol free since 2019. And um, whether you're planning on extending your alcohol free um, lifestyle or whether you're just taking a month off, these tips and skills will be absolutely invaluable to help you get through the month and certainly make you think about drinking and the way your drinking pattern is when the first February comes around. A caveat is if you think you are physically dependent on alcohol, i.e. if you stop drinking, you get headache, you get sweaty, you get shaky, please, please go and seek medical advice before stopping because it can be very dangerous just stopping alcohol if you have a physical dependency. So these will be dropping every day. So tune in and uh, please do leave me a review. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Hi and welcome to day 12 of the dry jam plan. Today I want to talk about, well I want to ask you a question. Are there normal drinkers? I think when I was drinking you look around at people that you know and you think they're an alcoholic, they've got a problem, I'm a normal drinker, I don't have a problem, people can take it or leave it. It's really interesting we make assumptions about a lot of people and their drinking. So I just want to address the common um, perception of normal drinkers. People have asked me, you know, why can some people moderate or just drink quite normally and others not? I mean, I believe it's how we use alcohol. Some people are brought up in an environment where alcohol is not such a big thing. They're probably not experimented as teenagers it's never been really the thing that they've gone to. If they're having um, any issues in their life, it's not really been a celebratory thing. So, you know, some people can take it or leave it. But the thing is, our society differentiates between normal, <clears throat> normal drinkers and alcoholics. You know, the whole idea of that, like, there's some people who are there probably is some people, to be fair, that are predisposed genetically to uh, become problem drinkers. Science has not actually pinned down a genetic a, a gene that is responsible for addiction. But we do know through research that we can be predisposed to it. So um, there can be some play in our DNA, but often it's environmental. It's how we've been brought up, how we've been, how we've seen alcohol as we're growing up or how we've experienced alcohol maybe in our teenage years um, and the perceptions that we have of the people around us and what that gives off to us around drinking. But. The thing is, this predisposition and this normal drinkers and alcoholics can really trip us up. Um, Annie Grace, who I did my training with, she had a friend that uh, she was a drinking buddy. They both drank the same. They had a th their relationship was predominantly going out and drinking, <clears throat> or sitting at home and drinking. And this really good friend came to Annie and said she'd stop drinking. Um, because she knew that she was an alcoholic. And Annie questioned her, really, and 
she said, well, I drink just as much as you. So does that make me an alcoholic? Um, and it's interesting, really. A friend said that Annie wasn't an alcoholic, but she was an alcoholic because she was actually born that way. And in Annie's mind, because she said she wasn't an alcoholic, Annie wasn't. It sort of gave Annie permission to carry on drinking. And she did so for many years after that. But when Annie got to the point where she really wanted to change her relationship with booze, um, and she knew she wasn't an alcoholic, she just thought there was no hope for her because either you're a normal drinker, which she wasn't, or you're an alcoholic, and Annie didn't perceive herself to be an alcoholic. So where did she fit? And I think there's, in a lot of us and people listening to this short podcast, will identify with that, that they're, they like a drink, they probably drink more than they want to, they can't take it or leave it necessarily because they use it to de-stress or chill out at the end of the day, but then they don't they see themselves as what they perceive to be an alcoholic. And in fact, the term alcoholic is actually uh, not even a medical term. In the medical field, it's called alcohol use disorder. Um, I mean, science has proven with mice that if you give mice alcohol over a period of time for long enough and enough of it, then they do become addicted because it is an addictive drug. It's just like tobacco. It's just like sugar. It's just like, you know, it is an addictive substance. So, you know, there are some people that don't drink. There are some people that have different religious backgrounds, um, you know, and these have got, I would say, like guardrails in their life that um, keep them on the straight and narrow path where drinking is concerned. There's some religions, I know the Mormons don't drink at all. There's a lot of Muslims that don't drink at all. Uh, and there's some people in society that, have been brought up to know that alcohol isn't good in large amounts so they moderate quite well and it's quite ingrained in their mindset and their thinking and their psyche that a couple of drinks a week's okay and that's what they limit themselves to but there's that massive gray area and that's where I was I wasn't a normal drinker per se if whatever a normal drinker is and I mean I must admit I did actually Google a couple of times, you know, am I an alcoholic? And you've probably done that so many times. And because I didn't tick all the boxes, then obviously I wasn't. And I don't ever consider myself to be an alcoholic. Um, and, you know, I don't have an issue with AA and people going and, and, and believing it's a, a disease, if that's what they want to believe. And, you know, the community in AA, I know the sport is fantastic. And people go there and get on really well and have sponsors and it's the best thing and it's the right path for them. It certainly wasn't for me and I know um, it's not the right path for a lot of other people. So what else do you do? What else is out there? You know, if you go to your GP surgery um, to say, look, I think my drinking is becoming quite heavy, they don't have a lot of tools in their toolbox. It's either an outpatient's um rehabilitation type program that you probably have to wait six months to a year to get on anyway or it's go to your local AA meeting there's nothing in between and that's why I'm quite passionate about spreading the word 
of mindset and the methodology and framework that I use through Annie Grace's program because it's all about science it's all about understanding it's all about knowledge and getting to grips on your drinking patterns and how do you want to change it you know I didn't intend stopping for good I just intended having a month off and then I went another couple of weeks and then another month and another month and I just didn't want to go back to it. I could drink if I wanted to drink. I reckon I could moderate. It wouldn't be a problem, but I don't want to because I've educated myself enough around alcohol to think I don't really want to put that toxin into my body. Now, you might think differently. You might think that, you know, it's fine to have a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of G&Ts in the week and that's perfectly fine absolutely fine I think it's we all think around um we all think about drinking differently um you know yeah our perceptions are different that's that's all I can say really and the bottom line is if you're drinking regularly it's not that you're an alcoholic or it's not that you continue um you know if you continue along that path you will become an alcoholic. But what happens is our tolerance grows and that lovely buzz that we feel when we get that sort of, thank goodness, end of the day, have a glass of wine. We need more and more of that substance to get that buzz. And we never get that buzz back. We only get that 20-minute euphoric, half-an-hour euphoric feeling. And then we just drink for the sake of drinking because alcohol just has a thirst for itself and that's what we do. So I just wanted to say today, round really talk about are they normal drinkers and what is a normal drinker? <laughs> Somebody that drinks a couple of glasses of wine over the weekend might think they're a normal drinker. Somebody who drinks, you know, two bottles of wine over the whole week might think they're a normal drinker. Um, you know, somebody that doesn't do more than 14 units, which is, you know, the... Um, medical direction the medical officers uh say that 14 units um or under is perfectly fine but then the world health organization say that no amount of alcohol is safe so you get all this conflicting evidence and i think at the end of the day it's down to you but i just hope that you're getting on fine with dry january i hope that these are really helping And um, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow with another subject. So you enjoy the rest of your day and take care. Bye bye.